Hey, Duncan Holder and Saints fans, Jeff Duncan here, and I hope you're all doing well during this difficult time in our country. We are extremely grateful to colleague Lindsey Jones for speaking with Saints linebacker Demario Davis about the current state of things with the protest. We're excited to share her conversation with you here on our podcast feed because we feel it's important for you to hear it. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Hi, Demario. Can you hear me now? Uh Uh-huh. Perfect. Okay, I've got the recorder going now. Um, so thank you so much for taking um, a few minutes. So I'm, um, as, as I'm guessing, Lauren or Angela, I'm not sure who reached out to you directly, uh, might have told you I'm working on a story for The Athletic tomorrow that's going, it's, it's not just an NFL story, even though I cover the NFL specifically, but we've been talking to NBA players, WNBA players, I'm talking to a tennis, a pro tennis player this afternoon, um, kind of about this moment in time and then how athletes can harness this energy now to affect real change. And I know that's something that at the Players Coalition, you guys have been working uh, working a lot on. So I wanted to kind of, I guess, just check in with you and see, what, you know, what is the work that you are doing now? What what needs to happen next? And um, all that. So I guess, yeah, I mean, it, that's probably the place to start. Yes, um, how are you feeling about what's ha- you know, what you've seen over the last few days, the athlete response, the response from the teams. Um, Coach Payton has probably been one of the most forward-facing, outspoken coaches um, mm-hmm. right now. I know, I know you're working with um, Gail Benson. So I guess mm-hmm. we just start there. I mean, just kind of, where are you at right now? How are you doing? Well, for me, I always process things um, – you know, through through a lens of my faith first, and um, you know, my love second, and so like I always thought with my faith, especially in chaotic times when I don't know kind of which way to turn, um, I always go back back to that and just understand. You know, the word says, you know, to kind of have no fear, um, for you know God has already overcome the world, and so it's like everything is always going to be all good, and so I always start there. And then I always want to look at it from a lens of love, you know, like what are the best ways that I can kind of love my my neighbors. And so, um, you know, at that point, I just kind of look around and plan, and then I, you know, and then I start to act. And I think that always kind of keeps me at a balance yeah. and makes sure all my movements are consistent and, um, you know, and 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 in a way of unity, in a spirit of unity versus uh, division. And I think that's uh, what's, you know, needed. I think, you know, um, the outcry of, you know, the black community is just one of, you know, many things that have kind of plagued our country, but it's a cry that's just kind of gone, you know, for far too long. And, you know, it's always been about, for me, how do we help aid that cry to where it can, can go away or or, uh, or or be no longer, like what, what type of t- uh, help that can be provided to that community. I've always believed in um, the power of athletes, you know, working together because we're, we're such influencers and collectively if we work together, it kind of shows other people how to work together. And I think sports has always been a place of, or as long as I've played them, there's always been a place of unity. And I feel like we understand unity and working together, uh, you know, probably more more than a lot of groups. And so I feel we have an opportunity to lead 
other people in and how uh and how to do that. That's the big reason why I joined the Players Coalition and believe that the Players Coalition is a model that can really, you know, help our country, especially in a time like now. And um, you know, so many people have opinions and uh ideas, um, uh, but it's about having true leadership that works together and, 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 and moves strategically in a direction that can move our country our country forward. Um, amidst all, all the chaos and, um, you know, specifically around policing in America, this, this outrage is simply because, um, uh, it's, it's been going on for so long and it hasn't been heard, you know, uh, black people being killed by cops and they're not being convicted at an alarming rate. And, um, now, uh, many voices, not just the voices of the black community, have linked arms around this issue. And for the most part, I believe the way that we're moving is right. Um, protesting in a way of saying, hey, we're going to continue to protest until there is a change, a structural change, and we can see visible evidence of us moving in a different direction as a country. Um, I don't believe in uh, the looting and the rioting. I think that only uh, detracts or, or takes away from the protest, just like if we start to discuss anything other than um, policing in, a, in, a, in America, we're taking away from the conversation that we need to be having. Um, but I agree very much with the protest and us all as Americans, and now it's other countries too, standing side by side and, and demanding change and justice for the black hurting community. And I think as athletes, we have a unique position in that because we have such a visible presence and we have such, uh, you know, loud voices. And when we can collectively work together to uh, share messages, it encourages other people to kind of get get in line with that message and we can and we can bring about real change. So when you look at the the reactions that you've seen, I mean, going back a week or a week or so, really, since we all first we all saw the video, um, what do you, does, does this moment feel different to you in terms of what your peers are saying, um, what maybe white athletes maybe are saying, what coaches are saying? Does it feel different? And if it does, why do you think this? Um, this this time has been such kind of this flashpoint um, that maybe we haven't seen previously. I don't think the reaction, particularly from the black community, it has been any any different any mm-hmm. any different. I think there has um, been time and time again. I mean, you just look a few weeks back uh, with Ahmad Arbery, and. Um, it was almost like it wanted to be swept under the rug. And there's been, you know, this tremendous cry from the black community. Like, you know, this is the same injustice that's been happening for, for decades and hundreds of years in America. And it's like, it's still no justice. There's still no justice. There's still no justice. And there's been this, you know, cry out. And I think this one tipped the, tipped the, the, the axis because, so many uh, black people started to demand uh, a response from uh, their peers. And it's like, 
if you're not going to hear the cry that I'm putting out on behalf of my community, you know, um, then, you know, you can't say you're my friend or you can't say you're my neighbor or you love me. And I think that was the heart of so many other people that it wasn't that they didn't love uh, black people or didn't care about them. It's just for whatever reason, they were remaining silent on the issue. And everyone just decided at one time not to remain silent. And I think, you know, people are just, you know, for the most part, people want to do the right thing and people are fed up of injustice of any kind and are, uh, you know, kind of fed up with uh, poor leadership and 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 want um, to voice that in a way that demands structural change and particularly around, um, you know, the African-American community. I think people are starting to realize, like, if we don't do something about the injustices that are happening to black black people, it won't be long before that turns on us. And so um, certainly it has united us in a way around a cause that we can demand for a real change. So specifically to the work that you guys are doing uh, with the Players Coalition, um, you know, I think there's, that there's so many things that you could talk about, but you guys seem to focus very specifically on um, policing and police reform. Um, I guess, why, why are you keeping the, the focus so narrow? Um, and then what are the specific things that you guys are hoping to do policy-wise? Because I know you guys have been very effective in lobbying. You've had laws changed. Um, how do you harness this moment and get and affect that real change that you guys are seeking? Well, firstly, to be clear, we, we focus on uh, four different pillars. We focus on uh, policing. We focus on criminal justice reform. We focus yeah. on education and we focus on economic advancement. Um, Predominantly over the past couple of years, our work has been in uh, criminal justice reform, um, trying to to slow it in in mass incarceration. And it has grown uh, specifically to uh, policing because these issues keep coming up. And so this is why the protest is around policing. This current protest is around you know, policing and around ending racism and ending racism in an area where it is specific is, you know, where it can seem um, that that police officers are uh, treating African-Americans different than they're treating other civilians and uh, they're being killed at an alarming rate. And so the thing about the coalition is we don't just want to bring awareness around issues we want to bring solutions. And a lot of times bringing solutions is bringing awareness because once people become aware of them, they'll vote. And that's ultimately where you win is at the voting booth. And so those are the things that we will be looking at, things such as letting people know who our police commissioners are, who the commissioners are, who the police chiefs are, um, you know, when they're up for elections, the mayors, the governors, um, and what they stand for, what their stances are uh, when it comes to police brutality. I think the fastest way to, to create change is to hire people who care about these issues, who will work to fix them, and highlighting those who have 
uh, instances where um, they had acts of racism happen or what could have been deemed as racism and they didn't do anything about them. I think that will carry a lot of weight uh, going forward in in, in the voting. Um, second of all, you know, understanding what allows for police officers to uh, kill people um, and then what allows them to get away with it. And so what we have learned is uh, police unions are very powerful. And, you know, as somebody who's very much for American labor unions, um, we have to look at police unions as, as been a little bit different. Those police uh, unions have contracts uh, that allow them and protect them for um, misbehavior. And they have protection that aren't afforded to, to, to civilians or any other, any other citizens. And so we have to look at those contracts and get those contracts renegotiated. That's a big part of, like, knowing who uh, the city officials that write up these contracts. That's a big reason of knowing who those people are and electing them. Um, you know, changing um, how police chiefs hire and fire people. We can't allow police chiefs to keep people on staff who have incidences of prejudice, uh, racism, that the stuff just has it has to be a zero tolerance policy on that because it could cost someone their life. Um, you know, looking at this uh, impunity and, and immunity that police officers, you know, have that 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 covers them in certain situations and certain acts, and makes it really hard for prosecutors to prosecute um, police officers. So there are a lot of solutions yeah. that we like to go in, and we like to go into uh, the weeds to really understand. You know, like on 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 the surface level, we need people to be upset and say and demand that we need radical change, because with that momentum, we can give those people the, the facts. We'll go in and find the facts and the policies that need to be changed, and know how to use our voice effectively when it comes to voting. And that's where we try to come in and provide solutions to to the real problems. The problems are happening on the local level, and that's what makes us so powerful as a coalition because we have players that are in all the major market cities, and we have players that are from a lot of these local smaller city areas. And so we're able to hit it on two fronts in the major market areas, but also in the areas that a lot of these players are recruited from, which are these small towns and uh, little ghettos where uh, these injustices occur. Um, so, you know, specifically to you and the Saints, do you feel supported by Coach Payton, by the organization, by Gail Benson um, in these efforts? Um, and do you, you know, I'm not sure if you're, Colleagues around the league might have the same kind of support, but I guess specific to the work that you're doing, what sort of support are you getting from the organization? I think I think that the support from the organization has been, you know, overwhelming. I would have never anticipated getting getting that much support. I mean, I had that much support when Chris Johnson, um, you know, started to take when he uh, took the ram at at uh, for the Jets, and he was 
he was encouraging us to do more socially as players and mm-hmm. me, Josh McCown, Kelvin Beecham, we'll get together and go and Matt Forte, we'll get together and go and meet with him to figure out ways that we could help the New Jersey, New York area. And um, that was very, very different. He was all ears and willing to meet with us on a weekly basis to find out ways that we could leverage the organization and, 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 and do things to bring about real change. And, um, and that was the same when, uh, I got to New Orleans and picked up work and started to work with uh, the public defenders around criminal justice reform, uh, different schools, uh, as far as trying to close the education gap. And, um, you know, Mrs. Gale and, and the organization has been there every step of the way. I feel like Coach Payton is a person who is uh, very up-to-date on the issues uh, that are going on you know, in our country, in our city. And uh, he's, he's he's not afraid to be outspoken and speak what's on his mind. And I think, you know, the players, we, we respect that and appreciate that about him. I think the organization, you know, like a lot of the problems are, are, are local. And I think, you know, more than anything, what you find in, in, in New Orleans is a, is a sense of, of peace because, the organization and, and the city are one. Um, the organization has do, done a lot for the city, and the city uh, appreciates the organization. And I, and I think that's because the organization has, has done a good job of having um, its ear to the community and finding out ways that, that it could help. You know, uh, I remember when I first arrived and we wanted to get, you know, more support around public defenders um, Ms. Benson was uh, one of the main actors in, in trying to, to come in and help with that. Um, they wanted to, they had programming around uh, reentry and helping, you know, citizens who had been in prison getting out better, uh, reenter back into society, and the organization helped with that. And, um, no, they were, they were very quick to respond in this situation. Um, though you don't have the uproar going on in New Orleans and Louisiana that you have in other parts of the country, you know, that that's a big reason why it's not a lot of people that are, that are upset with, with the city. Now there are a lot of issues, you know, going on in Louisiana. Don't get me wrong, mainly around incarceration and uh, poverty that can be fixed. Uh, but, the, but, but, but the organization is is trying to to do what it can to help. Like during COVID, the organization was playing a big part in, in supplying uh, food to people who, who who didn't have. So you see, you have an organization that 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 focuses on the local area to have its ear to the community to find ways that it can help, and and is doing that. And you see, you see, uh, um, you know, the organization doing that now in in forming a coalition to say, hey. We're here. We want to help locally to know if there are any issues that we can fix locally and to be a model to other places of things that we're doing well or things that, that need to be corrected. We'll, we'll make those corre- help make those corrections and be a model for other places. And um, so because you have that peace, you know, in New Orleans and Louisiana, I think you can, it, can, it has a lot of things where it can be a, a positive and other organizations can learn um, you know, from 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 the saints of how to turn your ear to the community and how to help out. 
So when you, um, I guess maybe one last question before I let you go here. Um, you know, when you, when you look, you know, there's no games happening right now. You guys are not in your facilities. You aren't together. Um, when, you know, ultimately when sports resume, when you guys are playing again, whenever that is, whatever those games look like, what do you want to happen? What do you want your peers to be doing, especially some of these guys who maybe are speaking out about social justice for the first time? How do you guys harness this moment um, and make sure that there's, it doesn't go back to silence, that um, this becomes something that we're all still talking about in September and in 2021? Well, I, I think a big reason why everybody's able to uh, focus in right now on the issue at hand and say, hey, we need to make a change in our country around how black people are being treated is because there is nothing going on and nobody's allowed to be distracted. Everybody's able to focus on the one thing. So you don't have sports kind of pulling you away from the, the deeper issues and the deeper things that are, that are, that are, are really come down and frankly are more important. So we don't have that going on. We don't have, you know, all the concerts and all those different things going on that keep us distracted and everybody's able to, to focus on, you know, what's, what's most important and that's human lives. And, uh, I just hope that when everything does resume that we don't, we don't just pick back up and start moving around and, and, and get distracted that we're using our resources and our voices. I think collectively athletes, uh, and a lot of people are realizing the power that their voice has. And, and, and the power that we have as people and, and being united together. And I just hope that we remember that. And in the middle of going about our regular, our regular lives, that we continue to keep humanity first. Do you, do you think there could be more protests or some form of protests? Um, it, it felt like you know, if, there, if there had been games right now, um, or will this be more, you know, just keep working behind the scenes, doing the coalition work? Um, you know, what, what do you think well, happens? I don't, I don't think uh, a greater a greater protest could could take place than what's happening right mm -hmm. now. I think this is as grand as as, as a protest can get, and um, it should continue to grow in this in this fashion, especially uh, the peaceful uh, demonstrators that are making it just very uncomfortable uh, for people to continue their normal lives, but, you know, and that's what you, that's the goal of, of a protest is to make it uncomfortable for people to force them to make a decision. And you want to do that in a way where you can be persistent. You know, I don't agree with, you know, the violent or the looting or the burning, because at that point you're not able to be persistent because eventually, you know, somebody's going to step in and, you know, try to end that because of the, the, the danger that's being presented. But to be able to demonstrate, you know, over and over and over again and demanding, you know, change, uh, persistence will wear on anybody, you know. And you're like, okay, well, the only way to get these people to go away is for us to really make change. And that's what we need to demand as people. And so it's not about the protest or what form that, that protest take. Like, we need to continue to focus on why are the people protesting? Why are these people like so upset? Why are these people laughing out? Why is there an uproar? Why is my Instagram all blacked out right now? Why are everybody have their, their fists raised in the house in the air? Why is everybody out here with all these signs? Why are people like ignoring, you know, the pandemic and are out in the streets 
and in this uproar and, you know, saying no justice, no peace. Why are they saying that? It's because we are ignoring the way that police are uh, taking human lives and not paying consequences for it. And, you know, you look at a time and, you know, there's so many protests going on, and three of those officers still haven't been arrested. So somebody is still ignoring the protest. And that's what we have to get away from. It's like, you know, what does it take for for, for somebody to hear hear the cries from the, from the ground? And uh, we need to continue until till the, till those voices are heard. Um, have you gone to any of the marches or pro- the peaceful protests yourself? I know some of your colleagues, you know, Mark, uh, Malcolm went in, in Philadelphia, and I've seen guys from around the league kind of going. Have you done any yourself? No, I haven't gone. Um, it's been it's, it's been kind of quiet here in, here in Nashville. Um, um, I think they had they had one one day where it was a small protest and they uh, end up instituting curfew. Um, but there are some in, in some other cities where where me and uh, one of, one of my fellow colleagues are planning on um, planning on hitting about trying to go to like five different cities in five days. Oh wow! Um, that'll be like a road trip. Yeah, yeah. Then, or or, or uh, kind of like a tour. Kind of a tour to go to the to go march to speak. Yeah, go go march and, and, and to meet with different uh, different city officials and, yeah. and try to be a bridge between city officials yeah. and activists. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, perfect. Well, is there anything else that we hadn't talked about yet that you think would be important to? Um, to talk about, I, I've noticed there have been some players around the league now that are kind of starting to call out the NFL directly for their response. Um, well, I, just, I just think um, uh, two two things um, that I would that I would hit on, and uh, which one? I would I would I would say I would say firstly. Um, People just have to understand that it all comes down to loving your neighbor. And, you know, in loving your neighbor, it's not what can I do to help, it's what wouldn't you do to help. If it was something that was done to your child and your child was hurting, you don't say, what can I do? You say, what wouldn't you, what, what wouldn't you do to, to take care of your child? If, it was, if, if your child was in harm's way, what wouldn't you do to stop that? You go through all lengths. It's not just what can you do, you know, and so we have to get past that, like what can I do, what should I do versus what would what 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 wouldn't we do to make this go away, and that's what it means to look, to love your neighbor, not to ignore their pain, not to just see them and keep walking past, but to hear someone in humanity hurting a whole people group hurting and saying okay what what length wouldn't we go through to to make this go away? And that's what we need to be in, in a loving our neighbor phase. And, and I think that goes uh, both ways, you know. And so then when it comes to this this protest and, this, and the spirit of this protest, you know, I encourage the protest even more. Like, we need to continue to grow this protest. Like, you know, this is this this outcry is finally being heard around the world and it's been going on for years and everybody's on the same page. The thing that we don't need to do is allow to you know allow for looters and uh you know uh agitators to detract away from the protest 
no protest is going to be strong if it becomes violent, you know, because now you violence only begets more violence, you know, and it, then you become the very thing that you're, you're protesting against. We're protesting violence, so we can't protest violence with violence, you know, and so we need to make sure that we don't let the looters or the agitators take away from that, you know, and, and continue to grow the, the protest in a way where we can be persistent, you know, you don't have to, to, to do anything destructive, you just need to be in the streets and be in the way. No one can operate their businesses. No one can continue or resume their normal day. And all the city officials are forced with the decision of how do we get all these people off the streets. And the only way they can get the people off the streets is by making uh, new decisions, new laws, new policies. And I think that's what we need to be with this protest in all the countries and then historically all the people who have gotten changed through protests is because they just made it extremely uncomfortable for those decision makers over an, a, a, a long period of time. And that's where real change happens. And that's what we need to do as the people. Um, well, I really appreciate you um, taking the time to talk about all of this. Where can we find more of, I guess, your work specifically and Players Coalition um, are there any direct links that you yeah. would like to send people to or you can go um, to accounts players, to follow? Yeah, yeah, you can follow Players Coalition. Um, you can visit the site playerscoalition.org. You can follow you can follow uh, my work on on my social media, and you can visit uh, my foundation at devoteddreamers.org. Um, and they can also find your book there. Um, yeah, I know you're raising money. Um, I think you're doing masks. The masks. You're yeah, money. I'm going to start selling the mask. I'm, I'm going to post about that tomorrow. Um, we're selling the mask, and all the proceeds will be going to the family, families of Amar Aubrey and uh, George Floyd. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate it, and I will um, I'll make sure to shoot you, shoot you guys over a link of the story when um, when it's published. In okay, thank you, Liz. So. But we really appreciate it, and we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you down the line. Thank you. Thank you. Let's be safe out there. Yeah, take care. Yeah, you too. Be safe. Thanks so much. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye.